G'day everyone, I'm DMAG from NBA Fantasy Bible. I've got Kayla Fonte from The Last Word of Sports and we are Between Two Hoops NBA Fantasy Basketball Show. Welcome. Kayla, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? Yeah, doing really, really well. It's been a huge week in NBA fa- uh, basketball, fantasy basketball in particular. Um, love to get into the week one review. Uh, any highlights or shall we just get straight into it? I think let's get straight into it. We got a hot, a lot of highlights covered for uh, this week's episode already. Absolutely. Let's get stuck in. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. Now, let's go straight into it with our week one review. Hot performers. Now, as you may have heard last week, we have a bit of a uh, comparison between our category leagues and our points leagues. But essentially, we know who the hot performers are this week. During the show, we'll go through our comparisons of points versus categories, um, and it'll just be interesting to see the different perspective that, that Kayla and myself both bring. But let's get into it. Donovan Mitchell is my first guy from Cleveland, uh, number one ranked fantasy um, category league player this week, even just playing two games. He has now missed with uh, an injury, but he was their number one ranked player for us. So he's had a couple of dominant games as well. Any thoughts on Donovan? Yep, fantasy-wise too with the points leagues. I think he's one of the top 10 right now. For us, I think Joel Embiid is ranked first. Then again, it does depend on um, how everything is ranked. But Embiid has that spot for us. But overall with Mitchell, just amazing so far. He's incredibly well-rounded. He's valuable in any league. He could do it all. And we've already seen how he can explode. And I know in category leagues, it's just his efficiency in shooting has just been um, through the roof alongside Darius, Darius Garland, who himself is now battling injury as well. Um, but yeah, Donovan's just been an absolute monster. Does get that boost in category leagues with that efficiency, as I was saying. Good segue into Joel Embiid. Um, absolute monster game overnight. Uh, unfortunately, he was on my opposition team in my home keeper league, so he dominated me this week so that was a shame um but yeah both in points and category leagues absolute domination uh top five in both styles of play um any thoughts on joel yeah he's been close to putting up a triple double almost every game which is amazing in itself uh i think even one game he recorded six blocks yeah so i can see how you would be torched if you're playing against him (laughs) Yeah, and that was one category that was actually quite tight. So I have Wemby going up against Joel Embiid, and then Embiid just absolutely torched me there in yesterday's game. So, yeah, great. Um, Joel Embiid, absolute superstar. Probably a top two category league player this season again, uh, and he started off strongly, uh, as we all know. Having said that, James Harden does come back. That probably takes away a little bit of the usage. Um but we'll get into Tyrese Maxey shortly, but um, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out when Harden does return, hopefully this coming week. Next player, Luka Doncic. As we know, um, points league extraordinaire and even category league um, dominant force, real life superstar. Um, Alongside Kyrie Irving, he's just taken the mantle as the number one player. That's not going to be taken away by Kyrie. Absolutely dominant um, performances. Even going into game one as questionable, yeah, there's no mistaking his superstardom. Yeah, I actually think he's a little bit more valuable to points leagues just because with categories, you have to watch out for uh, turnovers and then his shooting efficiency as well, but still easily a top 10 player. Absolutely. In category leagues, we know that he's typically a punt free throw guy. It doesn't yep. mean you have to punt free throws, but some of his value is reduced because of the high volume, lower percentage, below average free throws. But absolute gun week for him this week. As I mentioned, Tyrese Maxey with Harden sidelined for personal reasons and reconditioning. Tyrese Maxey, as we predicted last week, has just shot out of the gate. He's been an absolute stud, top five player in category leagues. I'm pretty sure likewise in points leagues as well. So he's Mm -hmm. just shone um, playing that lead point guard role. Um, It's great one-two tandem with Joel Embiid as well. So it's probably something that they'll look to towards the future if they can get a, a... a suitable trade with James Harden on the line there. Yeah, as long as Harden out, Harden's out, this guy is just going to thrive. And even if uh, they do decide to trade Harden, which they probably will, they at least have a reliable point guard in Maxi. Because even last year, when he was playing alongside Harden, he was still easily a top 50 fantasy player, which is just promising for him. Absolutely was. And I think he takes it to another level this season, even with Harden there. We saw it in the playoffs that he was um, just a superstar in in the making there so 
hopefully if a trade does come about that a similar player uh, doesn't return um, and then Maxi's just able to flourish. Um, so, yeah, one of our breakout candidates that we spoke about last week absolutely turned it on in week one. Next one, another young gun. He's still a teenager, um, a few weeks away from turning 20, but Jalen Duran, absolute superstar. He was one of the later picks in a lot of drafts, perhaps even in points leagues, later than what he would have been in category leagues. But he had an absolutely dominant um, first week, three games, double-double uh, in all of them, high field goals, high blocks, uh, just outstanding week. Yeah, honestly, this was a bit of a surprising one for me. I didn't expect him to do this well so far but still like a lot of potential he's a triple sorry not triple double 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 threat and on top of that he can record blocks yeah absolutely and i think um some of the worries with a, a crowded front court has been taken away he's just been an absolute dominating force i think i've posted it on twitter as well is he already a better rebounder than um drummond another detroit gun but this guy i think is superstar in the making um but yeah Huge, huge first week. And one of your guys, one of your Raptors, Scotty Barnes, he wasn't one of my favourites heading into the draft season. Uh, but this first week, he's just shone as the number one. I think he's taken that mantle away from uh, Pascal Siakam. There's no Freddie Van Vliet, so he's playing a lot more point. Um, what do you think about Scotty? Yeah, so I actually do have Siakam, and I've noticed that Barnes is already playing better than him. I wish I was able to draft Barnes, but... I think a lot of his success stems from just his ability to handle the ball more. He's had more of those responsibilities with Van Lee gone. Uh, he already recorded a triple-double. Um, we're going to see, I think, the same kind of performance throughout the season, especially if he gets increased usage too. Absolutely. And it's the defensive stats for category leagues that he's now bringing as well. So that's a dramatic change from what we've seen in the last couple of seasons, particularly last season, quite disappointing last season. Uh, but he started off really well. Finally, Chet Holmgren, um, the best performed rookie this uh, this week. Uh, that probably helps because in one game he recorded seven blocks, which is unbelievable. Um, huge, huge game, and he is a top 35 player in category leagues as well. What can you say about Chet? Chet has been amazing. I think a lot of us expected him to just hit the ground running, and that's exactly what he did. He almost recorded a triple-double too in that game where he got seven blocks, which is just amazing and speaks a lot about his potential yeah absolutely insane i think uh, i had a couple of people say that when i drafted him in the third round of a, a tournament that i'm in in a, in a league that i'm in i think a lot of people thought that was too early i think now i've sort of justified taking him that early just that skill set able to hit the threes able to get the high uh, level of blocks as well decent um, field goal percentage decent free throw percentage he does it all and i think um, he's just got tons and tons of room for improvement yeah, in contrast, the disappointments, but also we could see them as potential buy lows. First guy, Walker Kessler. So there was a lot of hype around him this season going in. Um, he finished the season last season really, really strong uh, after the uh, trade period. I think he was a top 20, maybe top 30 category league player. Just um, he led the league in blocks down the stretch, high field goal percentage. But I did warn people going into... Uh, draft season that he was sort of one-dimensional. He doesn't give you the all-round stat set. And we've sort of seen that. His blocks have fallen off. I'm not sure how many he's recorded, but it's in, um, dramatically low compared to what he he's used to. His minutes are much reduced as well. Walker Kessler's struggling a little bit. Do you think he's a buy low or is this just who he's going to be? I want to say that he has the potential to do better. Um, I know a lot of people are already freaking out because they didn't expect him to have this season. Um, I think he definitely has the upside there. It's also just figuring out his role. I know that Utah has a lot of new additions, so it's just figuring that out. But I think he's someone that you just have to wait. It's still early in the season. A lot of people have been disappointing so far, and it's just a waiting game. Absolutely. Yeah, first week, people are overreacting a little bit. Walker Kessler's, his minutes are probably the most concerning thing at the moment. Um, but people are saying it's Team USA sort of, um, the hangover from Team USA. I don't think that's the case, but we'll get yeah. to another team member in a minute. But Walker Kessler's been very disappointing. I think he is a buy low, particularly in category leagues, because we know what he brings. Um, but those that did take him in the third round, even in the fourth round, I think you'd be a little bit disappointed right now, but he can turn it around still very early. 
Kyrie Irving. Um, so in contrast to Luca, who's had an amazing first week, Kyrie Irving sits outside the top 100 in category leagues, which is really disappointing for someone who was taken around that first uh, first round turn, around that 12-13 um, draft pick. What can you say about Kyrie? Well, every year I'm always skeptical of drafting Kyrie. I had him last year and he performed well. It was more like the injuries and the suspensions that really impacted his usage. But like you said, he's outside top 100, even in a points league. And the biggest thing that's been killing him so far is just his shooting efficiency. And we already had questions going into the season about his role alongside Luca, which obviously still hasn't exactly been figured out. Um, but still, it's Kyrie. He's going to give you some monster nights. So just sit tight. Absolutely. And he's played alongside some superstars in the past. So they'll work it out. Um, Kyrie will get his share. Um, usage may be a little bit lower because Luca just dominates usage. But yeah, he'll work it out. He's played alongside a LeBron before. He's played alongside a Jason Tatum, a lot of other superstars as well. So I think they'll work it out. Therefore, I think he's a, a strong by low candidate. Yeah, another Team USA member, Austin Reeves. Ex- Extremely disappointing first week. There's a little bit of hype around him going into this season. Um, showed great form at the back end of last season. Nice momentum coming out of um, the World Cup as well. He played really well, but just his shooting has been off. Yep, even his ability to hit threes, just horrible. And he hasn't had much of an impact in other categories as well. And I think that a lot of people thought that he was poised to have a breakout year, especially coming out that uh, contract extension too, but... So far, he's just been a letdown, especially with uh, the Lakers' depth, too. But he has been receiving quality minutes. It's just he hasn't been able to make an impact for himself in that time so far. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of variance uh, in shooting percentages that can vary week to week. So I think he'll be fine. Um, Yeah, another huge buy-low candidate. I still think that he'll be a a top 70, top 80 type of player in category leagues, um, perhaps something similar in points leagues. So I wouldn't stress if you did... Uh, draft him. I wouldn't be stressing too much about Austin Reeves. I had had a couple of questions asking if they should drop him. Absolutely not. So just be patient. Uh, it's week one. Uh, there's 24 weeks in the regular season, less in fantasy season, um, if you do fantasy right. But there's still a long way to go. So hold tight on Austin Reeves. Next guy. Firstly, I love this um, picture of Jimmy Butler, the official um, picture of him. Um, but yeah, Bilo candidate. He also set out for rest in week one as well. So a little bit disappointing for those that took him um, in the draft. Thoughts on Jimmy? He'll be able to do great. He's going to con- contribute a lot, especially with the, the Heat losing a lot of key players over the offseason. It's just a matter of time. Nothing to be concerned about so far. I agree. We won't spend too long on that. I think everyone knows exactly what he can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. He's uh, um, around that first round per game value as well in category leagues. Another one of your boys, Jakob Pertl. He's been extremely disappointing. Low minutes, um, hasn't been able to bring the blocks, um, and the points are really suffering as well. So he's not always one to get a high amount of points, but he's just hasn't had the minutes and the usage to actually um, show his wares. Yeah, he hasn't really had the impact that fantasy man- managers and Raptors fans have wanted. He's definitely someone just to still keep an eye out for. I wouldn't drop him. I think that he could average a double-double. He's been on the verge of averaging that so far. He just hasn't quite hit it yet. The Raptors are a bit of a mess, but just be patient. Yeah, and I feel sorry for Raptors fans like yourself. But Jakob will come around as a fantasy guy. I think he was taken around that 90 to 100 mark in category mm-hmm. leagues. I think he'll still um, retain that value. So still early, buy low candidate. And another strong buy-low candidate, Carl Anthony Towns. In category leagues, he's around that um, rank 100 mark. He's just not, still not integrating really well with Rudy Gobert as well. So his field goals have taken a, a real dip. Um, he's shooting, obviously, from distance as well. He is a great three-point shooter for a big man, um, but he's not being able to provide the peripherals. I think he had one game where he provided a lot of blocks, but then um, moving forward, he hasn't been able to provide that consistently as well. Do you think this is where he is? Is this the true cap or are we going to see an improvement? I have a feeling that this is about the same that we're going to see throughout the season, but it is actually surprising that right now Rudy Gobert is ranked higher, at least in points leagues, which is very weird. I think that will shift eventually where cap will be the better player, but I wouldn't expect too much out of him. I wasn't very high on cat this year to begin with though. 
Yeah, and I took him early in one of my in one of my leagues as well. So mm-hmm. I think he can turn it around, but it's uh, definitely Anthony Edwards' team now. So Cat mm-hmm. was the alpha. He's now been demoted, but I still think he's going to be a, a valuable contributor to this team. Now, lastly, it may be weird that I've got Scoot here, but I've received a lot of questions in the last couple of days around Scoot. Do we keep him? Do we hold him? Um, a lot of people are dropping. I think it's premature. We're week one. He's got the pedigree, uh, number three draft pick. We know that he's got a bit of a runway as well. So no Anthony Simon. So he's out for four to six weeks. Scoot's the guy. It's typical to see rookie guard struggle, uh, particularly early. But I know that if you if you have the patience, he will reward you. So this is just a, a bit of a warning as well. Just don't overreact to a first first few games for rookies as well. Um, any thoughts on Scoot? Yeah, I still think it's fitting that you put him in disappointments. I have him in one of my leagues, and that's exactly what he's been so far. I think he carried all over over a lot of his struggles from the G League to the NBA. One of his biggest weaknesses was shooting, and he's been extremely inefficient. Um, he struggled with turnovers, and he hasn't had the playmaking impact that a lot of people expected him to have so far. But like you said, it's it's a long game. It's the first week of people are going to struggle, especially rookies. They're adjusting to the game and the physicality and everything like that. So it's just be patient with him. Absolutely. Not to mention it's a young team and they're yeah. struggling at the moment, losing probably their best player in Anthony Simons, mm-hmm. um, really trying to integrate uh, with the rest of the team. It'll take time, but um, hold on to him. I suggest that you don't drop him. Um, for those of you that will practice patience, I think you will be rewarded. All right, let's. We spoke about rookies briefly, but um, we'll quickly go through these. Victor Wembanyama, the um, the hype is real. He didn't get to the lofty heights that we were hoping, but he still had a solid, solid first week. Um, I think he got found out a little bit by the Clippers in the last game overnight. Um, I think he'll be fine. He he still looks solid. There was I remember remember one player he just got two blocks in the space of a second and that's just the type of um, upside that he has and the type of excitement that he has um, his shooting percentages can be iffy at times and he struggled a little bit from the free throw line uh, in the last game but for a big guy I think sometimes you expect that as well um, so definitely on the upwards with Victor Chet we spoke about he had that huge game he's the number one ranked rookie so far I think that definitely helps having a seven block game um, but he's looked really solid. He's um, integrated really nicely with the team. Um, the OKC, I think they got, you know, I know they got pumped by the reigning champions overnight, but I still think that they're going to be one of the contenders. And someone called me out saying, I can't believe you called him an, a contender. I truly think they're going to be one of the contenders in the West this season. But he looks really good um, and he's working really well with that young OKC team. Thoughts on Chet? Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins Rookie of the Year. And that's disappointing for me because I really want Wemby to win that. But so far, he's just, he's looked solid. But with Wemby too, like, his potential is insane. What we're already seeing is at a whole other level. And he's a kind of player who could do it all. But it's it's Wemby's to lose at this point. Yeah. And Chet, um, look, he got found out by Nikola Jokic, but a lot of senses get found out by Nikola Jokic. So it's got nothing to do with him being young or him being mm-hmm. skinny. It's just Jokic is dominant. And I know that we didn't talk about him in our opening slide um, as one of the hot performers. I think we just come to expect it. And he is um, still a perennial top five, if not number one fantasy player. But yeah, he um, he sort of he, he did smash Chet overnight. But Chet still hold his held his own and uh, he'll be better for the course. Now, the Thompson twins, Asar, by far, is the much better performer at the moment. He's got that starting role in Detroit. Amen is coming off the bench for Houston. There's a lot of mouths to feed in Houston, and he's just not getting the the minutes nor the usage. Thoughts on the Thompson twins? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Asar is definitely looking like the better twin so far, especially because he can thrive in that starting role. Um, with Amen, he had a decent last game, but... It's just the minutes aren't there. The usage isn't there either. With injuries, he could potentially see more usage, but at the moment, I just don't see him being a high-impact fantasy player. Yeah, I would agree. And we'll get to our ads and drops in a minute, and Amen does appear on our drops list, uh, unfortunately. That doesn't mean that he's not a pickup later in the season because I think that they'll um, look to play him more as Houston continue to struggle, and I think they're 
at zero and three, it looks like they're going to have a, a bit of a, a struggle this season. Um, so I think that Amen is going to be one of the guys to have later in the season. Derek Lively, must roster player, um, started the last game for Dallas. It was a bad matchup uh, against Brooklyn as well. So they went small with Nick Claxton missing. Um, so Ben Simmons played the five. So it was a little bit of a tough, tough one for Derek Lively, but hold fire. Um, he's going to be a top 100 player this season in category leagues, probably less of a hold or less of an important player in points leagues. Now, good to get your comparison on Lively here. Yeah, it's actually funny because after that first game, everyone was adding him. He was on the top list for transaction trends. And then after that game two, he was gone. Just people were dropping him like crazy. Uh, he probably has more value, like you said, in category leagues, but he's still someone to watch out for in points, especially with blocks, points, rebounds. Yeah, absolutely. And you just got to remember, he is a rookie um, and rookie playing for Jason Kidd as well. So he's going to have his ups and downs, but I think he just has to be rostered at this stage. Now, we won't spend too much time on the rest of these guys, but Brandon Miller, he's he's looked solid. He's looked pretty good for Charlotte. Um, my concern is that if or when Miles uh, Bridges does return to that lineup, how does that impact on Brandon Miller's personally minutes and usage. Um, the same could be said around uh, Gordon Hayward as well, but time will tell. Um, the Miles Bridges situation is still a little murky. Haven't had too much information around uh, a possible extension to his 10-game suspension, um, but let's wait and see. But Brandon Miller's looked solid without being spectacular, but at this stage, he's a must-hold player. Keontae George, uh, we'll get into him when we get to the ads and drops list. So I won't spend too much time on him. And similarly on Bilal Kulabali, he's been a little bit disappointing in the first couple of games for Washington because he did show a little bit in preseason. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to maintain uh, the minutes um, or the opportunity as well. He's never going to be a high usage guy. His value, particularly in category leagues, again, comes from defensive stats. So at the moment, it's a struggle. But again, later in the season, when Washington may look to play a younger lineup, I think he's one to keep an eye out for. Now, of the rest of the pack, any standouts for you? I want to say Grady Dick. I'm going to be a little bit biased here, but so far he hasn't had uh, the impact that was expected in the first two games. But in the third one, he really showed out hit with his potential. He doesn't really have a lot of fantasy value, I would say, in probably category leagues as well as points, but we've seen his ability as a sharpshooter. He can give you threes. Outside of that, not very much, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one guy that stands out for me is probably Carson Wallace for OKC. A bit more of a run in the last game just because it was a blowout. Um, but they've earmarked him as the Lou Dort replacement in either later this season or in future seasons as well. So watch out for him. At this stage, he's not a an ad in standard leagues, but just someone to look out for. Or um, in deeper leagues, he's probably one to um, consider rostering. Now, as we discussed, the ads. I've been banging on about this guy all week on Twitter and even um, in preseason as well. Jalen Johnson, he's only 47% rostered in Yahoo leagues. That needs to be higher because at the moment he's ranked 65th in uh, category league. So that's unbelievable. Started the first two games on the bench, had solid minutes. Today he started. So that's just um, a big green light for him. He played less minutes today. And at the moment, those wings are coexisting. So himself, Sadiq Bay, and DeAndre Hunter, they are actually coexisting and putting up really nice, uh, nice totals and nice values at this stage. But I just think that JJ is going to... Um, separate himself from the rest of the pack and he's a must, must roster player yep i just added him this morning yeah he's and i know available. that we tweeted i can't <laughs> believe that i cannot believe that that's um yeah <laughs> you are lucky you are very, <laughs> very lucky. lucky number two derek lively he's a must roster player only 51 percent rostered at this stage um we spoke about him already he has to be rostered in category leagues uh, and at least held in points leagues at this mm -hmm. stage Jeremy Sohan, um, starting point guard for the Spurs. Disappointing last game. And again, it's a bit of a blowout. Got found out by the Clippers. I think he still has to be held because he does give you that all-round stat set, but he's going to struggle with his shooting efficiency. So we know that, but we um, carry on and we'll ride it and it'll be a little bit up and down um, as we go through the season. But at this stage, he has to be rusted. Number four, Xavier Tillman. Um, 
Bismarck Biombo has been signed or will be signing with Memphis. I don't think that impacts Xavier Tillman whatsoever. Santi Aldama is still out injured as well. Again, I don't think that will impact Xavier Tillman at this stage. Having said that, I think later in the season, Memphis will look to upgrade, particularly when Jar's there and um, things just may be middling. So I think Jar did rely a lot on Stephen Adams as not just the bodyguard, but uh, someone to really play their style of fast, fast basketball. So Tillman has to be rostered at this stage, but just keep an eye out. Um, if you can sell high on him, you do so, because I think longer term, he is not going to be the option for the Memphis Grizzlies at centre. Any thoughts on that? Honestly, you covered everything I was going to say. He's a no-brainer right now. I just added him a few days ago, and he's been amazing in points so far. But it's just his long term. That's the only question mark. Absolutely, yeah. You just have to roster him at this stage. You yep. just write it out, or if you can sell high, you do so. Max Struess, must roster player at Cleveland. Um, he's looking fantastic. His shot looks great. Um, we saw it in spurts with Miami, but he's just looking at a level of, a level above than what he was uh, at the Heat. Thoughts on Max Struess? He's been amazing so far. I actually streamed him for a couple of days, and I think I might just leave him on uh, my roster. He's been awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think he's probably just above that streamer um, mm -hmm. type of player at this stage, but things can change quickly. Cleveland, as we said, um, got a few injuries at this stage, but uh, he's looking really, really solid. Cam Thomas. So I think he's quite, quite a limited fantasy game, but he has to be rostered at this stage because he's on a heater. He's shooting well. That's pretty much all he has. He doesn't give you the peripherals in category leagues, but he's shooting really well. He's got higher usage. He's getting the minutes as well. Um, there's been a couple of injuries with Cam Thomas. Uh, Nick Claxton, I know they don't play the same position, but it does then increase Cam Thomas's ability to start or to play extra time uh, with Ben Simmons coming in as a small ball five as well. So watch this space with guys returning, but Cam Thomas at this stage has to be rostered. Kelly Oubre, again, um, has to be rostered at this stage. I think that he will be significantly impacted by the return of James Harden. Um, just that usage is going to be taken away from Kelly Oubre, and Oubre's game does rely on um, a lot of shots and usage. Thoughts on Oubre? So far, he's been great. He's a good scorer. He can grab steals and rebounds. It's just like you said, the usage and the minutes there with uh, Harden returning, it's going to impact the whole team, but I think it's going to hit him the hardest. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get to the schedule shortly. It's a two-game week in week two. Um, so it may be a bit of a struggle to hold on to him, but I think you just have to at this stage and ride it out. Uh, Gordon Hayward is the other one. Uh, we spoke briefly about him earlier. Um, Gordon Hayward's looked really solid, and it, almost the Gordon Hayward of old. He's bringing you a lot of different um, categories, giving you great value as well. Gordon Hayward. He's amazing. He's a solid all-around player, but I just I feel like everyone's just waiting for him to get injured because we know it's going to happen sooner or later. But for now, I think we just need to just accept that he's doing well. And I know a lot of people have actually rostered him, which is it's a little bit surprising. But I think he's going to move to more of a streamer option sooner or later. Yeah, I think so. And we spoke about um, Brandon Miller earlier with Miles Bridges perhaps returning as well. I think Gordon Hayward is probably going to be a drop, but at this stage he should be rostered. I think he's above that streamer level. Mm -hmm. I've got him rostered in one of my leagues. I think um, he's doing really well. So let's write it out. Brandon Miller, we spoke about him earlier. We don't need to speak too much, but he is an ad. And finally, KCP of Denver. He's not sexy. He's not going to give you um, a whole heap, um, but he's... He's solid. He gives you the threes. He gives you the points. He gives you the steals. Some of the steals, I think there was one game where he had um, four or five steals. Unbelievable. I think he's a back-end guy, but I still think he's worth an add uh, and perhaps a hold rather than a stream. But um, watch this space in Denver as well. And I've just put an asterisk next to Asar Thompson, 71% rostered. For whatever reason, he was not added or not rostered um, or drafted, he needs to be added immediately. So stop what you're doing and then go and add him straight away because he's just going to get better. He's shooting horrifically, less than 30% from the field, but his value at the moment is coming from blocks, is coming from rebounds. And once he hits his shots, um, the sky's the limit with this guy. I think ultimately his brother is the better player, but Osar has, um, has the green light at this stage. He's got the start. I think he's going to provide better fantasy value than his brother at this stage. 100%.
Now, in contrast, the drops. Now, some of these may be controversial and some may not be applicable to both categories and points, but we'll go through it. Now, Josh Hart, I know he was rostered um, in 54% of leagues, which is high, but I don't think he's going to get enough usage. He's got He's coming off the bench. He's got Dante DiVincenzo as well. He's got um, Grimes. Um, they're all fighting for some minutes off the bench as well. Um, I just don't think he's worthy of a 12-team or a standard cat- category league roster spot. Now, what do you think in terms of points? I think he's still more of a streamer option. He doesn't have the usage. He's only been playing about 20 minutes a game, and in that time he hasn't had the best impact. He's someone definitely to keep an eye on, though, if starters are out. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, next one, Colin Sexton. I think he's a drop just because of the logjam at uh, guard um, in Utah. And we'll talk about Keontae George shortly. I just think Keontae George is going to get more minutes as we go, um, probably starting this week, to be honest. But Colin Sexton, even at his peak when he was in Cleveland, he was barely a top 100 player. So I don't think he needs to be rostered in um, standard leagues for category leagues and probably for points. Yeah, definitely. Kevin Herter, he's just not getting the minutes nor the usage. Uh, No-brainer. I think he just needs to be dropped. We can leave it at that. Al Horford, old man Al Horford, um, he's just not giving you enough across the board. In previous years, he'd give you points, he'd give you steals, he'd give you um, blocks, he'd give you rebounds. We're just not going to get that consistently from Al Horford, not to mention he will be sitting every back-to-back. Contrary to what the Celtics say, he will sit out every single back-to-back. So um, I just don't think he's worthy of a roster spot. What do you think? Yeah, well, you also have Przingis who took his job. So he's more of a bench player now. He should still see some starts, but he's not going to have the same impact that he's had in previous years. And like you said, he's getting up there. Injury concerns and things like that. He's just not worth an ad, I would see, unless uh, you're streaming. Yeah, absolutely. I think in previous years, he's had Robert Williams. So he was able to work alongside of um, Robert Williams just because very different type of games but when you look at Al Horford and Porzingis, Porzingis gives you the length and gives you uh, the range and um, the ability to shoot the three ball so I think he's um, he's taken away from some of Al Horford's qualities as well so Porzingis has actually looked great he was probably mm-hmm. going to um, be one of my top performers but I think um, there were just so many to choose from but yeah Al Horford's a drop for me. Jaden Ivey now this is going to be interesting Jaden Ivey in category leagues is a must drop player in standard leagues now points give me your thoughts exact same with points i don't think he any, anyone in my league has him right now i know people drafted him but they dropped him pretty quickly i think the biggest thing is just that he lost his starting job to killian hayes so the usage isn't there unless he's out but i don't think he's uh he's worth it i would drop him for now and then stream if needed yeah, and just watch the space. The Killing Hayes experiment may continue. I just, I'm not mm-hmm. sure how that fits nicely with Detroit, but uh, it's looking okay. They're looking quite good, um, to be honest. Um, but let's see if Jaden Ivey can um, get that starting position back. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, at this stage, he's not a must roster. He's, in fact, a drop. Christian Wood, he's 41% rostered. It's just far too high. Bench roll, um, he's just not getting the minutes. Again, don't need to spend too long on him. Same goes for Patrick Williams. Not a bench role. He's a starter, but he's just not providing enough. Um, You know, the top three in Chicago are going to have the bulk share of minutes and usage. Patrick Williams, he just doesn't give you enough of those defensive stats. He will give you um, one steal and one block, but it's just not enough to then um, take on the lack of points, the lack of three-point shooting as well. Amen. Thompson, we spoke about him. Um, at this stage, he's a drop, but yes, watch this space as we head down um, later in the season. Paul Reed, this one hurts to say because he was a bit of a hype guy. There was a bit of talk from Nick Nurse heading into the season that he'll play alongside of Joel Embiid. Hasn't really been the case. Um, maybe a few minutes here and there, but not enough for Paul Reed to be rostered. PJ Tucker is still the starter at power forward for them. Um, it is disappointing, but I think Reed is a drop um, in most leagues. And probably definitely in points leagues. He just oh, 100%. doesn't give you that. Yeah. yeah. More so in points leagues. Um, it's a funny one. I've got James Wiseman there. He should, should not even be on this list because um, he's just not highly rostered enough. But I'm still getting questions around James Wiseman, which is peculiar because 
Uh, he's barely in the rotation. It's just mm-hmm. not going to happen for James Wiseman, which is unfortunate because he, as a high draft pick to the Warriors, um, it looked like he had that potential, but it's just never come to fruition. And lastly, Bilal Koulibaly, the French teenager, again, only 7% rostered, but he is a drop, a bit of hype heading into the season with his ability to get defensive stats. Watch this space later in the season, but at this stage he doesn't need to be rostered in a standard leagues. Now, let's monitor. There's quite a few names here, so we'll just quickly go through them. Potential ads, Santi Aldama. He's currently injured, and we spoke about um, we spoke about Xavier Tillman. Stephen Adams is out, and we'll go through the injuries shortly, but Santi Aldama will have a nice role on this team. So he is a potential ad. He will miss the next game. He's still injured, but he should return after that, and he should be able to provide you with some value there. Thoughts on Santi? Definitely a player to keep an eye on. I'm still a little bit higher on Tillman, uh, but it really depends. Even like we were talking about before with his long-term future, Aldama could be a person who steps up, but definitely someone to keep an eye on. Let's keep an eye on him. I don't think he's uh, a must at at this stage. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to play much at center. Xavier Tillman's got that locked up. Plus mm-hmm. with Biombo supposedly joining them shortly, I think um, his minutes at center will practically be none. Um, so he's really vying for power forward minutes. So let's see what that happen- uh, how that happens with uh, JJJ as well. Keontae George, we spoke about him. I think um, he's got so much talent as a rookie and I think he will start uh, sooner rather than later. So I think he is a potential ad and for some, a speculative ad right now. I think um, it won't be long until he does start and start producing as well. Uh, next, Cole Anthony. We know what he brings. It's just a bit of a log jam as well uh, in the backcourt in Orlando. You've got Jalen Suggs starting alongside of Markel Fultz. But Cole Anthony's looked pretty good. Um, he's probably... He's probably worth an ad at this stage, but for me, he's more a streamer. Some may want to hold on to him just for the fact that he potentially could take that starting role away from Suggs, but Suggs is bringing the defense and um, they're looking okay. They're looking all right. So Cole Anthony could just be a streamer at this stage, but this let's monitor this situation. Thoughts on Cole Anthony? Last year in points leagues, he was, he was a pretty good streamer. I know a lot of people actually ended up keeping him on the roster. I don't think he has that same value at the moment especially with as you mentioned the log jam at the guard spot but it's a player to monitor potential streamer definitely mm, absolutely and good to segue into jalen suggs um yeah yeah starter on orlando i don't think he's a must roster but something to pay attention to moving forward does bring you those elite steals he's an elite defender he's underperformed in his early stages of career but um He's got high pedigree, a top five draft pick. So just watch this space on uh, Jalen Suggs. Dillon Wright, so this is very much catered to category leagues. We know that he brings those high elite level steals. He gives you the assists as well. And his assist to turnover ratio is um, one of the elite players in the league as well. So Dillon Wright, um, and again, with Washington, they start to struggle or if Jordan Poole struggles, Tyus Jones may struggle, then DeLon Wright will come in and play 22 to 25 minutes on occasion. So that's enough to to add in a category league, even for standard. So he's a speculative add right now uh, for those that have a dead roster space. What do you think about DeLon? I don't think he's rostered in any of my points leagues, to be honest with you. But like you said, I think he has more value to get category leagues, especially with his steals. Yeah, I think it's the steals that bumps his value in category league. So if you need steals, he's the guy to go after. Now I've got Alec Burks and Killian Hayes alongside of each other here for Detroit. Uh, Alec Burks had a really nice shooting game in the last game for Detroit. Killian Hayes is the starter. So again, they're not must-ruster guys, but uh, just let's monitor the situation here. Um, If you do need some points, you need some threes, Alec Burks could be worth rostering right now. But again, he's a streamer for me. DeAndre Hunter, we spoke about the Atlanta Wings. Uh, Hunter's providing solid value, uh, sneaky level of steals, actually, which is unlike him. Uh, That's not sustainable moving forward, but um, he's worthy of a roster spot if you have that dead space. But again, for me, he's a streamer in category leagues. Yeah, same with points. Yep. Next one, Lou Dort. So for me in categories, he is not a potential ad, but I know that this is something that um, you were considering in points leagues. Yeah, honestly, I almost added him this week. He's actually available on uh, most of my waivers. He's been playing really well, giving a lot of value uh, points league-wise. 
the only question is that sustainable because I know last season he was very inconsistent fantasy wise which makes me a little bit hesitant with picking him up but he's still a streamer to keep an eye on I would say especially right now when he's doing very well yeah I think he's a better real life player than he is a fantasy player just because he does bring that D but it doesn't always show up in the box score Zaire Williams, one to keep an eye on. We've got Luke Kennard out for Memphis. Uh, Santiago Dam is out as well. So Zaire Williams is starting uh, and he's putting up shots. Not a lot of peripherals, but he's getting a, a nice run of it at the moment. So it's something else to monitor as we move forward. Jonathan Isaac, former Category League fantasy darling. He's gone through a lot of injuries, a lot of other controversies as well off the court. He's not getting a huge amount of minutes at this stage, but... He does provide those elite defensive stats in limited time. So he's a per-minute monster. It's just getting enough minutes to be able to be um, roster-worthy. What do you think about Jonathan Isaac? Yeah, like you said, it's the minutes, it's the usage. Um, It's also the injury concerns, though. I'm I'm still very skeptical about even just streaming him, but it's hard. It's really tricky. Yeah, it's definitely one to monitor, and I think he can ramp up in his minutes. Um, yeah, I think people are sort of in love with what we had a few seasons ago when he was a top exactly. 30, top 35 um, player. But let's keep an eye on it. Perhaps that develops over time. Now, Jaden Williams, sort of similar boat, great defensive player, got a huge bag, nice extension recently in the last week. Um, so Minnesota are all in on him. But does he provide enough fantasy value to be rosterable in standard leagues? Yeah, he's more of a streamer in our leagues. Uh, he has that potential, but... Just someone to keep monitoring and watching how his usage and his potential goes along the season. Yeah, I know um, a few other fantasy analysts are actually huge on him. They're very, mm. very, very high on him. I'm not in that camp at this stage, um, but I'll be happy to be proven wrong here. And lastly, we spoke about Miles Bridges. Um, we don't like the guy, but we'd like to win fantasy. So if he's available, he could be a potential ad, particularly if you have an IR space and he is IR eligible. There's no harm in rostering him. So he'll be out for another, um, let's say, seven games based on his previous suspension. Um, nothing else has come out in terms of news about what's happening moving forward, but it's just, just something to monitor. I think he can come back. He won't be the same guy that he was a couple of seasons ago, but he will still provide you enough value to be rosterable if he does come back into the league. And there's a big if, but the lack of news makes me think that he's going to come back. That's what I was thinking too. I think this is really just a waiting game at this point. But if we haven't heard anything else, I mean, no news is good news, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've held on to him even without an IR spot in one of my leagues as well. Mm-hmm. So cost me my first week. I uh, just didn't have the ability to stream or bring in some other um, players as well. So I believe in him. He's just not going to reach those heights that he did a few seasons ago. Now... Potential drops, Talon Horton Tucker. Again, we spoke about the logjam in Utah in the guard positions. Keontae George on the way up, perhaps THT on the way down. Thoughts on that? Yeah, he's not someone I'm very high on. Even last year, I never streamed him even when he was available. I think he's pretty inconsistent. I thought he was going to have a little bit more potential going into this season, but just not someone I'm high on. I definitely wouldn't consider adding him but i know some people would depending on um, how the minutes are spread out yeah absolutely um jonathan kaminga he was hot in preseason um some thought he was the mvp of (laughs) preseason i still had my doubts going into the regular season i just didn't think he'd get enough minutes nor usage and first couple of games were okay but today or yesterday we saw draymond green return as well so that really impacted on jonathan kaminga's uh time as well yeah, I just don't think that value was sustainable. Like we saw those flashes in the preseason and it's something that he, he could bring to the court in the regular season, but it's just very, very, very unlikely unless he yeah. has that increased usage. Yeah, and I'm comfortable in category leagues to drop him. I've got him as a potential drop. Mm-hmm. If there's a hot free agent on the wire, I think he's uh, more than expendable. I think he can um, be moved off uh, quite quickly. Now, Sadiq Bay. um, he doesn't play for Indiana, contrary to what this says. So Atlanta, uh, we spoke about that, um, the dynamic with Jalen Johnson, DeAndre Hunter, and Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay was starting, and he started the first two games. Um, didn't happen. He came off the bench in the third game yesterday. So that 
sort of puts a dent in his value, but he's still put up decent numbers. So I don't think he's a drop at this stage, but something to keep an eye on moving forward. Gary Trent, one of your boys. Um, I know that OG was injured last game, so Gary Trent was able to get more minutes. But moving forward, do you think that's sustainable? I don't think it is, but at the same time, he could honestly fit into both categories here as a potential drop and an add. It really depends on the game, who's injured. OG is always out. He's always dealing with something. Siakam is someone who could be injury prone. Um, but it's just right now, I could see him as a more likely as a drop than add. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I've retained him in one of my leagues just for the fact that um, he has been able to put up okay numbers at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's definitely going to be one to keep an eye on for a, a potential drop. Trey Jones, we spoke about Jeremy Sohan at the Spurs. Trey Jones, unfortunately, he's lost his um, starting role at the Spurs. So his, his value has definitely dipped. Um, what do you think about Trey Jones, particularly when it comes to points leagues? I he was he actually went pretty high in most of my leagues. I would say like well not high but like the sixth seventh rounds, and I just wow. don't think he hasn't returned that value yet. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad I didn't draft him, and he's looking more of a possible streamer option at this point. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that one. Even in category leagues, um, he was going relatively high in that sort of ninth ninth to tenth round, sometimes even higher, just because there was a premium on assists in category leagues in the later stages of draft. So. People were reaching just to go and get those assists, but those assists aren't coming now that Jeremy Sohan has um, taken over that starting role. Obi Toppin, um, we we know what he is. He just doesn't give you those peripherals. So when he doesn't get the minutes and he doesn't get the usage, and we saw it at the Knicks, um, he just wasn't worthy of a roster spot. So he could be a hold for now. We can see how things play out. Uh, I just don't think long-term he's the answer. Yep, I have to agree with you there. More of a streamer, if anything. Yep. Next one, Kobe White. He has to be held at this stage. And uh, Zach Levine went off the other day after a, a quiet previous game. He just absolutely went off. I think he had a 40-plus point game. So Kobe White obviously didn't have the usage that you'd expect. Um, but I think you just have to hold him at this stage. But things could turn sour pretty quickly for Kobe White. But hold for now in standard leagues, and we'll see where that goes. Harrison Barnes, huge first game. I think a 30-plus point game. But we know who he is. He's got no upside. Um, mm-hmm. Would you rather have someone with no upside who is steady, or would you rather have someone that has that upside that could potentially win you, win your league? Um, I think I know which way I would go, but for those that sort of went riskier with earlier picks, maybe Harrison Barnes is worthy of a roster spot. Yeah, in last year's leagues, I never we always used him as a streamer option. He was never rostered, uh, and I think it's the same going into this season too. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Josh Kogi, this is one for you. For me, he isn't a, a hold. I think he was nice as a streamer, particularly with a few uh, Phoenix guys out, Devin Booker and um, obviously Bradley Bill. You've got him down as potential drop. Yeah, uh, potential 100%. drop or just a drop? I think I would say for sure drop. Just Well, if everyone's healthy, definitely a drop. But that's something to monitor who's healthy, who's playing, because in that increased minutes, he's definitely worth an add, especially in uh, points leagues. Yep. Nice one. Um, Jaden Ivey, we spoke about him. He's a definite drop for me in category leagues and probably a drop in points leagues. So we probably upgrade him for potential to definite drop. Buddy Hill, this is interesting. I think most people would just assume that he deserves a roster spot in standard leagues. Um, I just, I think he's going to trend down. I think. You can get those threes elsewhere. You can you can stream threes, particularly in category leagues. Less important in points leagues, but perhaps Buddy Hield's value in points leagues is diminished anyway. It slightly has. I would say he's still someone to hold in a points league, um, but he's someone to keep an eye on, especially with those trade rumors. It's a little bit murky with his role, but he could be traded somewhere where he'll see increased usage. So for yeah. me, I would say he's a potential hold at the moment, but just keep an eye on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think Indiana have definitely um, invested in Benedict Matherin. So mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for Buddy to regain that starting position. Now, notable injuries. We won't go every single one, um, but we spoke about the injuries to Nick Claxton, Cam Johnson. So they should only be out for a few more days. Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland uh, are questionable for the next game. 
So hopefully we see them return. Jarrett Allen is still a few days away with that bone bruise. So hopefully Cleveland can get a full squad and um, really get going there. Boyan Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich of Detroit is out for four weeks. Um, I know people have held him if they've got IRs, but if you don't have an IR, he's an immediate drop. I just don't think once he returns, he's going to get the usage that he had last season now that Cade's up and firing. Monty Morris, uh, again, not worthy of a standard category league, but it does have implications for Detroit in terms of um, minutes and um, rotations, but he's still out for three weeks, but don't worry about him in standard leagues. Tari Eason, leg stress reaction. So he's out for two to three weeks. But as we said, um, Houston have a lot of mouths to feed. But Eason's game isn't dependent on high usage. So perhaps he's he will be an ad for 14-team leagues and maybe later in the season for 12-teamers. Thoughts on Eason? Yeah, he's more of a streamer in my leagues. I had him for a couple of weeks last year in a categories league, actually. And I dropped him pretty fast. But... Entering this season, he has a little bit more potential. There, like you said, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Houston, and he's actually giving more minutes to other guys right now, which I think is helpful. But for me, Eason isn't someone I would really watch out for. Yeah, Houston bringing in Reggie Bullock and um, Jeff Green. Jeff Green for the um, veteran presence, it makes sense. But Reggie Bullock, it was a strange one when you've got all these young studs that just mm-hmm. need more time to flourish and then bringing in someone like Reggie Bullock didn't make a whole deal of sense to me. I guess they've got methoded their madness. Hasn't really um, been reflected in the first three games, unfortunately, for Houston fans. But I think Tari Eason's one to watch moving forward. Terrence Mann, he hasn't played. Um, he's slated to be the starter for the Clippers, um, but he still hasn't been able to get back onto the court. But he should be only a few days away with an ankle sprain. Luke Kennard, we spoke about earlier, he's still got concussion, so he's out for a Maybe another couple of days. We'll see if he's coming out of the concussion protocol. Um, but he's a sharpshooter, but not worthy of uh, a roster spot in standard leagues. Do you concur with points leagues? Yeah, I would say the same thing. More of a streamer option for sure. Yep. Santiago Aldama, we spoke about him. So he should be out. So he's definitely out the next game and perhaps he returns the following game. But I think he's one to consider for uh, standard leagues. Brandon Clark, so he's out indefinitely, so we won't worry too much about that. But yeah, as we said, there's more time for other guys, other up-and-comers for Memphis. Stephen Adams we spoke about as well, so Xavier Tillman has benefited from that. Moving forward, Caleb Martin, so he's questionable for the next game, so he will probably return very, very shortly. Uh, Kevin Love is probable. Again, he probably missed the last game, likely due to just age, but he did have a shoulder complaint. So um, I'm being a bit facetious there, but yeah, he should be right for the next game for the Heat. Josh Richardson again for the Heat. He is doubtful for the next game. Um, It is interesting because people were saying that he was a nice late round pick uh, for standard uh, leagues as well. So I think he could be considered once he does return, but at this stage, he's not worthy of a roster spot. Chris Middleton, so former fantasy great player. I was going to say a stud, but, you know, top top 35, top 50 perennially. He's really struggling um, just with injuries at the moment. So he's questionable for tomorrow's game. He missed uh, yesterday's just with injury management uh, for his knee. So just watch his minutes ramp up. He didn't play very many minutes in his first game, but hopefully he's able to return and um, get some value moving forward. We spoke about Jaden McDaniels, so he is questionable for the next game. So he should return very shortly and take that starting role as well. So that does impact also guys like um, Kyle Anderson moving forward. Jose Alvarado uh, is out for one to two weeks. Again, not standard category um, roster worthy, and I'd probably assume the same for points. Yeah, 100%. Trey Murphy, um, darling from last season but he's out for four weeks he's been stashed in a lot of my leagues on irs and for good reason i just think that it'll take a fair bit of time for him to ramp up once he does return in about four weeks maybe four to six weeks something like that around december um but it will take some time for him to ramp up so perhaps he is a bit of a buy low when he does return because You'll see him, people will be frustrated that they've held on to him for so long, for five, six, seven weeks, and he returns some really mediocre output and probably missing some back-to-backs as well. So he could be a, a buy-low candidate once he does return from um, from injury. 
Yeah, I think as long as you have that uh, extra IL spot, you can stash him there. Just watch out for him. Yeah, absolutely. We spoke about James Harden. It's looking like he may actually return next week. So the 76ers' first game next week is actually on Thursday. So really rubbish schedule, but um, it does give him additional time to get up to condition. Um, He was in attendance to watch the 76ers yesterday, which is really, really uh, promising as well. So it's looking like he will play. Daryl Morey is not his favorite man, but I think he still has good ties with his teammates. So like we said, it does impact Tyrese Maxey. Uh, it will impact DeAnthony Melton. It may slightly impact Embiid, but we know that um, Embiid's still a monster uh, alongside of Harden. So those that had the patience to, to hold him, they may have even drafted him in the 30s, sometimes even in the 40s in category leagues. You're going to get some tremendous value out of him. I think he's still got top 20 upside um, moving forward. Yeah, he's declined a little bit over the season, but still, he's he's gonna he averaged a double double in points and assists last season. He was one of I think three players to do that. He still has a tremendous fantasy value. Yeah, I think he led the the league in assists. Him, Halliburton, mm-hmm. and Trey Young. So I think um, particularly in category leagues when assists are of a premium, um, he's going to be super valuable. Now, juxtapose, juxtapose that with Tyrese Maxey as well. So he, it's going to have a direct impact on him. He's actually questionable with a hand concern it's looking like it's not going to be serious but just keep an eye on that he will be reevaluated in the coming days Devin Booker and Bradley Beal are both out and it's looking like they'll be out just for a few more days so watch this space we haven't been able to see Phoenix at um with their full roster so KD Booker and Beal playing together in the regular season so that'll be exciting once they're all back on the court Anthony Simons we spoke about he's out four to six weeks unfortunately but once he does return I think he will uh, resume as the number one player, number one usage player for Portland. And finally, OG, um, he did miss the last game yesterday, but he's questionable for the next one. I think just a, a minor leg issue there. Um, one that's not on this is um, Fox as well from Sacramento. So just keep an eye out. I think he should be okay, but just well, watch this space for any updates um, on Fox. Now, finally, the week two schedule. So those that have seen me post this on Twitter, I've highlighted the fact that um, for the two games, you've got the LA Clippers. So I've got highlighted Kawhi and PG-13. So their two games actually fall on a back-to-back as well. So the chances of Kawhi even sitting, um, that could be a one-game week for those that do have Kawhi. I think PG-13 probably plays the back-to-back just based on what he said on his podcast and how he doesn't enjoy um, sitting on back-to-backs, but sometimes that's not his call. It could be the medical staff. It could be the coaches. So there is a risk that um, they both miss one of those back-to-backs. So that's going to be tough for those that do have those um, those guys on their roster. Any highlights in the schedule for you? Hmm, I would say there's a lot of teams playing four games, which is good. Yeah. Uh, Toronto, got to keep an eye out for them. I know we Absolutely. talked a little bit about Gary Trent Jr., but depending on how OG's injury goes, he could be someone worth streaming. Phoenix, too, at one point we could see a full-strength team, which will be interesting. Yeah. Also, someone to potentially drop would be Josh Okoge, especially mm. if everyone is healthy. But if Absolutely. not, keep out for a streamer for him. Yeah. Uh, even Dallas, too. Dallas and Denver, you're going to have Jokic playing. Mm. RIP to yeah, whoever's playing Jokic with a four game week. Good um, luck. RIP, yeah, good luck. Yeah. So you may could actually be one of those weeks that you may want to tank and just look for um, the high end sort of hot waiver wire pickups rather than mm-hmm. streaming. So that's something to consider. Not that you want to give it away from day one, but if it's not looking good after the first few da- a few days, it's something to consider. Um, but yeah, that's the schedule there. It's a real disadvantage for those teams that. Um, do you have guys that do play the two-game week? Even the three-game week with those 10 teams, um, it's a real advantage to have those four-game weeks as well. So sometimes being great at fantasy can also be a luck um, a luck game as well. So when you are going against Jokic with a four-game week, it's sometimes as good of a fantasy manager as you are, that's just unavoidable. He's just so good. So, yeah. Don't lose the patience, and I've said it a million times. Don't lose patience. It's only week two. So you can take a couple of losses to start the week. Um, If you believe in your young guys as well, keep the patience, um, and they'll reward you. They will hopefully reward you. And then, yeah, like I said, 24 weeks in the regular season, so a lot of time to gain ground. 
Exactly. There's still plenty of time. At the end of the day, fantasy is just a waiting game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Kayla, um, any thoughts? Any thoughts as we sign off? I think the last thing would just be the Dame Giannis pairing. So far, it's been pretty impressive. Uh, Dame did have an off game, but so far from what we've seen, it's been very promising. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know where to find us. You can find us on Twitter. So, Kayla underscore Fonte. Um, and I'm, of course, at NBA Fantasy Bible. So, give us a follow. Um, we look forward to week two of the show. So, thank you very much, guys, and see you next time.